Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And we're the Two Bearded Ladies. It is April 12th, and it is our 33rd podcast! A whole Golagoski of podcasts! And it is our first ever playoff appearance podcast! Oh my god, it is! I forgot, because I, I keep thinking, like, we've... You I mean, know, we've been to the playoffs been to before. the playoffs before, but yeah, we weren't doing the podcast back then. It is our first podcast episode in the playoffs. First playoff Aww. podcast. Cheers. Cheers. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that makes me really happy. I am. I honestly. So, topic number one to breach topics faster than we normally breach topics. Uh, that's fine. I'm so excited. That the stars ended number one in the West. Okay, so, yes. That is the thing. Because, like, we're playing this game on Saturday, which I was there for. Um, and they keep showing the out-of-town scores. And the only out-of-town score they're showing is the Capitals and the Blues, obviously. Yeah. And so they keep showing the Capitals and the Blues, and it's like the Blues were up 1-0 for a minute. A hot minute. And then Ovi scores to tie it. And then Ovi scores again. And then because Ovi gets Ovi. <laughs> And I was like, seriously, I was like, go Ovechkin! All over Twitter that night. <laughs> and so, like, we're all cheering, and then, it, like, before our game is over, we know that the Blues have lost. Yeah. And... We are, you know, tied up until like the last five minutes. We're tied two two with the, with the who the fuck were we playing? The Predators. Nashville, yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, like it's it's, I you know we could end it on a loss. We could end it on an overtime loss. We could end it on a win. Obviously, my preference is a win, but like. You know, I'll, I would probably be okay, but it would still feel weird in the arena because we're, like, cheering that we won, but then we lost, you know? Yeah. I was, like, I was, it was so weird, but the, uh, so, like, Spezza scores the first one, and we're all, like, oh, my God, and then Spezza scores the second one, and Okay, like, so I didn't, I got oh to see none of this God. game. So, the but I The Blues saw- went up 2-0. Not the Blues. Predators went up 2-0. Ah! 2-0 and we're all sitting there and Reagan is in the top top tier and she's like tweeting down to me like this sucks balls and I was like I know it's gonna be a fucking loss in the end of the fucking season I was so mad and like so we're all sitting there like it is dead as a doornail in the entire arena because we're all like we're all watching like scouring Twitter for the Capitals game to find out what's going on and um, and then Spezza scores his first. Is that the beautiful one or is that the second goal? The, the beautiful one with the Klingberg pass? I've, I saw this Klingberg pass and Honestly, I Honestly, like, they have all mixed together in my head. I'm pretty sure that was the first one. Oh, God. It's a beautiful Because goal. honestly, it's hard. Like, you don't get yeah. the play. You don't get all the replays and stuff yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. watching it in the arena. I think that might have been the first one. It wasn't the third one. I know it that much. Yeah. I know that much. Um, so he scores He scores the, the first one midway through the second. And we're all like, oh my God, Spets is going to carry this team on his back all the way. <laughs> yes, he is. All the way. And so then, then he scores the second one. And I was like, holy shit. Like, the entire place started melting down. Like, it was like, I've never seen so many people just absolutely melt down all together all at once. And you know the cool thing, too, is that there were, I think I saw maybe one Preds fan the whole night, like, in the lower bowl where I was. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I saw one or two, which is a very, very stark contrast to normal games when I yeah. see a ton of the enemy in there. Yeah. Um, but I only saw one or two, and, like, they were with Stars fans. It's not like they were by themselves. So they were actually getting up and cheering when the Stars would score. Aww. So I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on here right now, but, you know, it's cool. We'll, we'll take it. It's fine. Um, so then when, when Spezza scored his third one, like, with maybe five minutes to go in the game, we all, like lost our goddamn minds it was like <laughs> everybody like we were all on our feet we were screaming like people were jumping up and down like popcorn was thrown and then the hat started hitting the ice and like people were throwing hats down from like the upper tiers to get onto oh. the ice it was great and then they did a goal review and i was like i'm pretty sure they're just doing this because it's only like four minutes four or five i can't remember exactly how many minutes were left but it was under five Mm-hmm. Minutes left, and I'm pretty sure they just did the goal review because, like, why not? 
Yeah. At that point, because I'm pretty sh- like I, I asked on Twitter, I was like, "Is there something I missed about onsides or anything?" Because it definitely wasn't goalie interference. Mm-hmm. And so Erin answered me, and she was like, "No, they're just doing it because." <laughs> I was like, "Fair enough." But uh, yeah, then so then they then they he didn't even announce it. He just stood there and pointed at the ice, and like the entire arena lost their goddamn minds for the <laughs> second time on the same goal. And I turned to Mary, and I was like, "All there was is an opportunity for us to like celebrate." The same goal twice because they uh, they then did the horn again and then played the goal song again for the same fucking goal. So we're again all losing our minds. It was great, and then we all stayed standing up for the last five minutes of the game, and it was just like people were screaming, there was yelling. I'm sure there were people crying. I was tearing up a little bit because I was so happy they're gonna raise another banner in the arena. It's gonna be so great. (sighs) Yeah. I, well, so I bring it. I'm in, I'm so fucking happy that we got that specific spot. That, yeah. that we like straight up number one in the West. Yeah, home and ice advantage the whole time. Not even. I don't even care about that. I, I do. Well, I mean, I do. I do. Don't get me wrong. Like okay, I'm, I'm I was glad. Like, yes, I do. I'm glad we have it. Uh-huh. But it was funny because so I got invited on to the All the Kings Men podcast today to talk about the Stars Minnesota. They're doing like a little preview uh-huh. series, and everybody get, they're picking like one person to talk about each team, and. uh... His opening question was like, I've never really seen a team that finished first in their conference, because we're first in the goddamn conference. Yeah. That's basically been so widely panned (laughs) in the playoffs. Yeah. It's as a playoff contender. And I was like, well... He was, so he was like, "Well, does there is there any truth to that?" And I was like, eh, "Our goaltending is is streaky. It's definitely streaky. But when it's on, it's on. And mm-hmm. the problem is that when it's off, it's off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I like I can get, our, our our defense has been humming along fairly steadily this whole year. So it's not really that. It is mm-hmm. the goaltending, mm-hmm. and, and there there is reason to doubt there. But they've been on for the last seven games, and they were on for like twenty five games before. They like, were they were on for most of." October, November, and, and December. December. It was really just January that they absolutely like bit lost the big their one. minds. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was it, for sixty games of the season. They've been pretty on. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like twenty games. Unfortunately, fifteen of those were in a row. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, and and so, but it was funny because it was one of those things where it's like. We're first in the fucking conference, yet no one thinks we can go far. Uh, yeah, we're number one on the hop on the bandwagon, we don't know where this is going train. Like, yeah, that's cool, I guess, but like, but at the same time, people are doing the same thing with Washington, and they're like, yeah. number one by 11 points in the entire fucking NHL. Yeah, and it, so, so people just- How much fun would a final be with- <laughs> Freaking Washington and Dallas. It would be so amazing. Did well, I spit on you? Because I spit on myself. No. Fortunately, there was there were hands and flailing. And yeah. It was like the goddamn Matrix. Caught <laughs> your own spit. I did. I did. That was amazing. Because I was like, wait, no, it's on my hand. Is it on Carolyn? Shit. Uh, Micah actually has a stars cap final in his bracket. Megan McCurdy. I have Stars Caps final in mind too. But I'm like, this is 99% based on feelings. So You know what? When the feelings and the stats align, that's always a good sign. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. So, um, <laughs> you know, because we have to, we have, well. Okay, that's my pledge to you. I will also okay, make a Stars Caps bracket. Thanks. And Heart. hearts. I need to make my bracket. We can actually we, we do. I was we, about to say I was about to start talking topic. about it, but we're gonna we're gonna we have a four. topic. Yeah, and I can make my bracket while we're on air. All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay, uh, but the reason I didn't get to actually see the game, and I'm just now I literally didn't even know Jason Spence had a hat trick. He had a hat trick. He was the only one that scored. They won three two. And I was like, I mean, that man, I mean, they were already number one in the conference already. Mm-hmm. But it was like Jason Spezza, like, basically picked that entire team up, put them on his broad shoulders and said, no, we are not ending on a loss. <laughs> because that is what happened. That is what he carried them physically into the final, uh, into the playoffs on a win. Jason Spezza has <sighs> never been one in, number one in his conference. I'm going to cry right now, so stop. <laughs> because on top of Sam Garnier going to the playoffs for the first That's time in his right! career, I seriously, I'm about to lose my goddamn mind about the playoffs this year. Like, it's 
too much. No, I'm about to cry. I know, I know, dude. When he, when when they won that game and they clinched, the first thing I thought of was Sam Gagne going to the playoffs for the first time in his career. Oh my god! I know, I know, I know. Little it's Sam so Gagne gets to wear playoff gear. Oh, why would you say that? No, they're gonna post a picture on Instagram of him in playoff gear. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Why do I have so many Sam Gagne feelings? I'm gonna claw my face off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whew. Let's talk about something that has let's absolutely talk- nothing to do with feelings. So let's talk about Van Hack. So the reason I didn't get to see <laughs> the game was that I was in Vancouver attending the Vancouver Hockey Anal- or yeah, Vancouver Hockey Analytics Conference. Um, I presented a very little minor thing. Um, I was talking about goalie pay, and um, I was and looking fabulous while you did it. I might uh, say. Thank you. I totally checked out a stalker picture of you on. That's Twitter. fine. There were apparently a decent amount of stalker pictures. Like <laughs> pictures. There of me. people were taking pictures from like the back of the room and posting them. I'm like, I'm a fan hack. Like, awesome. Why are you taking creepy pictures? <laughs> well, some people were actually trying to take pictures that talk, but <laughs> some people were just taking pictures of people's shoulders, and I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I actually it was definitely like, well, if I'm the only woman presenting, I'm going to like woman it up. <laughs> well, your shoes were fucking fantastic. That was my exact re- like exact thought. I was like, I need to wear the best shoes. They were <laughs> awesome. I was looking at those like shit, son. Those are some nice shoes. <laughs> like, I mean, the whole outfit was great, but like the shoes really made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I got going for me. Yeah. Excellent. I actually went told. You have several things going for me. I have several things going for me. But I did one of the better compliments I've ever really received in my life was, you have a gay man's taste in women's shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Was that your friend? (laughs) Just checking. Yeah. Uh, I like it. So, so that that was, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I love those shoes. And they're actually surprisingly comfortable for shoes that I got at a consignment store for $10. Nice. <laughs> I would not have had those for $10 shoes. Yeah, no, they're great. Um, but no, Van Hack was a lot of fun. In fact, actually, I would peg it as probably the most informative hockey conference I've been to. Like, the, the stuff that was presented was really, really solid. Um... Like, there was a great, great presentation. Um, Alex Novit, who's on uh, Twitter, I think he's at Ghost of Niles, he did a great presentation about categorizing certain players based on their zone entry data. Mm-hmm. And he kind of had, like, four different categories. Like, people who did uh, were play drivers, and then the people who were um, uh, passengers, and then there were people who dumped in all the time, and then he had an opportunist opportunist category, and there's some really interesting um, stuff you could draw from that, and it was all based on um, Corey Schneider's, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, his last, it, um, on Twitter, shut down line on Twitter, and he did the All Three Zones project, and so he took that data and really made something very, like, really did some cool work with that. Um, there was some really interesting stuff that Pet Bugs on Twitter, you probably know him as the Millennial Chart Guy. Uh, ooh, Sean Shapiro just followed me. Uh, Sean actually works for Today's Snapshot now, which is pretty cool. Well, he followed me on Twitter. Um, so that was a really great conference. Um, yeah, Pet Bugs did an interesting presentation on um, whether or not, if you're a good team based on your Corsi 4, if it paid to push the pace, like to speed up play or right. slow down pay, play, because you would intuitively think that if you're a worse team, you'd want to slow down play. But if you're a faster team, you'd want to play more. And while that was, and for good teams, it actually didn't matter how fast uh, play was, but for bad teams, it definitely depended on score state so much more. Mm-hmm. Like good teams, they were good all the time. But bad teams were only good in certain situations. And so that was really interesting. Um, were there situations in which the Oilers were good? He he didn't break it out by like which bad team. Oh. He just had a bu- <laughs> I'm just checking. He just had a bucket and he said these are the bad teams. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and then Micah gave a great talk and it was kind of about um, coaching decisions and uh, pressure. Like, it was about what he cons- he called pressure, and it was about what the pressure that the game exerts on you. Whether or not, like, 
depending on how the game is is whether you're down a goal up a goal or whatever what pressure is under you to either score or defend sure right so offensive pressure or defense is pressure and he was saying you could really pick out um deliberate coaching decisions from from his data in that like certain players were played well outside what you would expect them to be based on the kind of game states they played in like were they down one or were they down sure or whatever and stuff like that so you could really tell that there was actual effect on players that were literally coming from coaching decisions okay um so just all in all uh, and then i have to give a shout out to uh, my co-presenter because i only presented this tiny little piece on goalery salary goalie salary goalery goalery as we mm-hmm. call it and as we cool cuts call it um <laughs> you can't even say cool cats right uh, no i'm so tired in large part because i basically partied in vancouver for three days um but i'm so tired and then the time change and everything and but anyway he did he presented actually some updates to his um goalie metric which you've probably seen online it's called mercad or rather i call it mercad because i hate his acronym and so you should call it mercad because his acronym is terrible what's his acronym um adjusted goals saved above average per 60 that's terrible i just would call it mercad yeah and um anyway so that is basically um it's basically uh trying to compare goalies against what the league average goaltender would do in whatever situation they're in mm-hmm. uh what like high danger low danger etc um but what he did is he took it a step further and then did it based on score state too because obviously usually if you're defending if you have like a two goal lead or whatever mm-hmm. you're going to face more shots against but they're going to be lower danger shots because your team is defending better. So there's an adjustment that needs to be made for score state. So for goalies that play a lot ahead, you're going to see a lot more low danger shots. Okay. Because your team is turtling and they're perform, form, trying to form this little protective shell around you. Right. But for goalies that are behind a lot, they're going to see a lot more of those opportunistic rush shots because the team is getting opportunities against you know what i mean yes so he took it a step further and he did that and it didn't change too too much but some goalies like jonathan quick who plays for a team that's actually quite good at defending and is usually leading a lot his score got knocked down a little bit because he was getting a lot more low danger shots but he was getting more you know credit for those low danger shots based on the fact that his team was leading all the time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and then uh, I think Brian Elliott actually got like pushed up a little bit further. And then he did one step further and he looked at what kind of win threshold these goalies were actually playing under. And it was basically like almost kind of like how Micah's presentation was offensive pressure or whatever. It was basically looking at games in which the score was tied, how well the goaltender did in, in the ability they had to let in less than one goal. You know what I mean? So to keep the game tied or to keep the game within a winnable space, how the goaltender did in those states. And in fact, the very best goaltender in that state was Auntie Niemi. What? Auntie Niemi is a goaltender that isn't consistent. He's got something like, I forget, something like he's only, he wins like 53% of it, or he only has 53% quality starts based on this statistic that he's putting together. But he hits the win threshold 45% of the time. Hmm. So there's like only like an 8% like gap there. Like he's gonna, he's the best at all goalies this season in making sure his team wins a game. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Maybe he should be starting... Um, the playoffs. Well, that was all, situ- all season, right? So, yeah. I, Ruff likes to run whoever's been hot, and 
I think it's going to be Lettinen. I think I don't. I don't think it, it's been announced. Is it? No, it hasn't. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> no, it'll it probably be literally the minute that they be all like, skate onto the ice. Right? No, both goalies are going to skate on for warm ups. Are you kidding? Uh, right? No, I know. <laughs> I meant for the start of the game. <laughs> yeah. I meant for puck drop. That's what I meant. We're just going to figure it out. They're going to even switch. They're going to switch masks just so we don't know. Yeah. So that actually leads into the next question or the next topic. Ooh, topic change. Topic change. So Sagan is. Probably coming back with, um, they haven't actually given us a deadline, but he no. has been skating. Yeah. He's been skating in the red no contact jersey. Yep. But been skating pretty well. Yep. So, um, first game, second game, we're not really sure. Yeah, one of our question, one of our reader questions was, how soon do you think T-Segs comes back? I, you know, I, it's anybody's guess, really. I would think that. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he sat out the first game. I wouldn't be surprised if he played the first game, but played like fifteen minutes. Yeah, or or at least like kind of tested it out to see. You know. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he sat out entirely. I would. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. I think game two is probably the more realistic ter- time yeah. frame. Um, but I know he wants game one. Oh, yeah. Of course he does. Well, of oh. course he does. He's a, he said game one. I'll be back for game one, like, the minute it happened. Yeah. He, yeah. God, that kid. Uh, but, so what, what does this mean for the Stars lineup? Well, I did uh, an article about this in which I was universally panned. So, I talked about Tyler Sagan coming back and who the odd man out would be, and I said it would probably be Moen. And then because Lindy Ruff has shown an appreciation of Moen's grit and experience, and I'm using air quotes here, <laughs> I mentioned that Jan Mark might find himself the odd man out. And that is based on the fact that he was sent down a couple of times this year and didn't play a full season up here. But um, He wasn't sent down. Yes, he was. We recalled him in February. I looked it up before I wrote this article. But um, that... Anyway, he what he did play he did play down here because I saw him play. Oh, okay. I mean, I I just don't remember that at all. <laughs> That's cool. But he was down here. Um, he was there the the night they did the Star Wars jerseys. He was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the point being, I no, I mean, no, I believe you. I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck, Carolyn? Yeah. How so, did you not notice that? Not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, I I said maybe Yonmark, but then I went back and made it an entirely its own sentence, its own paragraph. I said, it'll probably be Moen, though. And, like, people were calling me so stupid that they wouldn't even finish the article after I mentioned that Yonmark might find himself... Not Janmark, Boxa might find himself. Oh, well, so that's why I was confused. Because oh, you've been saying Janmark I meant is... Foxa because Janmark is in the question and I said it. I meant Foxa. Okay. I meant Foxa. And I was like, no, Janmark is not the No, Janmark's been at the whole year. Okay. Sorry. No, that was my, that was my bad. That I was mean, all that, on me. That okay. was all on me. It was my problem. Uh, it was my bad. Janmark has been up the whole season. Foxa was sent down. No, you're right. Like, I think. Yeah. Well, but he he has been playing really well. Oh, I and I love Fox's game. I love Fox's game, and he's been playing really well the last the last uh, last month or so of the mm-hmm. season. I just I was just throwing out a secondary name and got called stupid on DVD, and I was like, "Thanks, bros." I'm fairly confident. Actually, no, I would believe you. Actually, well, so here's my thing. I think I think that is actually a very very probable possibility, right? Like, in the things that have, th- in in this realm of things that are likely. Somebody suggested Eakin, just so you know where the, where the people are coming from. Somebody no. suggested Eakin sits because of his terrible last game, and I was like, have you been watching this whole season? What is wrong with you? Um, no. No. That is not in the realm of things that are likely. No. In the realm of things that are likely, there are three things I could see. I could see it being Foxa, if and also because the Texas Stars are going to the playoffs. Yeah. And tech, and Foxa is one of the very few people that on, are available that to are play available. down in Texas. Yeah. So I could see it being, I could definitely see it being Foxa if partially because of that fact. And Richie is also on IR right now. And I would say that if Richie gets activated off of IR, he's going straight down to Texas. I think so. Yeah. I think so for sure. Um, is Mackenzie still up? No. He, okay. got sent. Yeah. he, he only played the thir- Thursday. Uh, I could see I could see that happening for sure. I could see also very likely happening 
is Nachushkin getting scratched. Yeah. And he has a lot to play for. Nachushkin has a lot to play for, and I, he knows it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think probably anybody's putting himself under more pressure than probably Nachushkin and Jamie Benn. Um, but I could see him being scratched just because he's one of the youngest, he's got pretty much the least amount of games under his belt, and he's been the one of the least consistent performers. If we're talking about forwards, yes. Yes. I'm talking specifically about forwards because... Uh, I Sagan mean, is a forward. That's Fox and Janmark still have fewer games under their belt than he does. Yeah, but he's one of. True. I yes. mean, compared to, like, a lot of the rest yes. of them. Yes, but, mm-hmm. but he's been less consistent than Janmark. Right. So I would, I would, om- I would more likely see Nachushkin getting scratched than Janmark getting scratched. Oh, yeah. Well, Janmark is still on IR, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Janmark comes back, though. I, okay, so when Janmark comes back, I would say that there would be a, a, a good, I mean, Moen is definitely going to be out. Ma- Moen's out. Yeah, Moen's out. Which is what I said twice. And I was just like, you guys, I if said you, it twice. If you stop reading until the finish of the article, then you don't really know what happens at the end. No, you don't. So, Moen's probably, Moen's out. Um, and I would say that, yeah, it's either going to, I would say, I would say it's probably going to be Nachushkin, but I could see it being Foxa because Nachushkin still has more experience. Mm-hmm. And even though he's been streakier than Foxa, like, yeah. Maybe it, it just depends on what Lindy Ruff is going to weigh in that decision, and I don't have any way of knowing what he's going to weigh in that decision. No one has any way of knowing what's behind that. Yeah, and I think bushy it's also, mustache. <laughs> I think it's also going to depend on what happens in the first couple of games until mm-hmm. Janmark gets activated. And there's no timeline for Janmark at all. They haven't said anything about when he might be coming back. So who knows if he's even ready for any of the playoffs? Right. So I, the biggest thing will be Tyler Sagan coming back, and Moen will be out for that. Yeah. It, yeah, entirely. And I think they also, and I like that Foxa, Roussel, Hemsky line. It's a great lot. line. It's a really great line. It's been very consistent. It's, it's. And, and it just wreaks havoc. It because, does. Yeah, it does. They're it's, so great together. Because they're not only, like, Fox is really good defensively. Roussel is good enough defensively. And Hemsky is like, all right, well, just get me the puck. <laughs> I will try to do whatever the frick I feel like with it. Yeah. <laughs> I will, like. I'll just break somebody's leg by accident. Like, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Sorry. I might try to score with my short blade. We'll see. <laughs> Completely undersized. Gosh. No, they're so good. I, I just love the star's depth in the playoff. Like, well, and that's, that's the other thing I said. That's the other thing I said. It's like, you know, that whole thing that Mill has been talking about all season long about her depth and how mm-hmm. great it is to have all this depth. Like, these are the problems you want to have is which of these very talented forwards should I be playing right now? Right? <laughs> and I was, I was trying to explain this to the to the the guy that I did the podcast. I mean, it was a five-minute little hit or whatever for, yeah. pod, for the podcast. I guess it's actually the official Kings podcast, but they're doing a playoff. Uh, thing and I was he was like well what do you think about injuries do you think injuries are gonna affect your team and I was like no I really don't think injuries are gonna affect my team unless there's an injury to like one of the goalies that was what I said I was like but then I was like but that's why they've got two starters yeah like I mean I know Ralph likes to go with whoever is the hot goalie yeah but we have two starters we do and they've put up the exact same numbers they have so okay <laughs> flip a coin <laughs> right like that's why we don't know who's gonna play in the playoffs is because they're the same yep did you hear about the niemi tire slashing thing no <gasps> somebody slashed one of niemi's tires yesterday at the rink I think it was at home, or I, I really don't know. I really don't know much more than this because the only way I found out about it is that Mark, uh, the beat writer, was talking to Kari Lettinen and he was asking, you know, kind of ribbing him a little bit about Niemi and like, oh, who do you think is going to start the playoffs? Mark? Uh, Step. Oh, Stepneski. Okay. Stepneski, yeah. Uh, he, and, yeah, Kari was like, yeah, somebody slashed his tire yesterday. It definitely wasn't me. <laughs> it definitely was okay <laughs> sure bud sure, sure bud whatever sure. you say <laughs> so speaking of playoffs so speaking of playoffs uh Marin has already done her bracket and because i am bad and lazy i have not done my bracket but i can still i mean as you're going through this i can tell you what what i picked after you do yours okay so we're gonna do my bracket live on air even though it's not live for you guys 
Uh, playoff predictions. I think Dallas is going to win over Minnesota. Thank you. I'm going to say six games, though in my heart I think it's five games. I said six games, too, just because I feel like there's going to be some playoff jitters. No, I said five games. Ah! What In the DVD thing I, I did, that I abstained from, I was actually thinking six, just because I feel like there's going to be some playoff jitters. And they're going to... In my heart of hearts, I think it's going to be five games. Well, I wrote five, so... All right, you know what? This is a feelings bracket. Feelings bracket! Do five it. Five games. Do it. Um, everybody says it's St. Louis's year, but I'm picking Chicago. I actually pick St. Louis just because I hate Chicago. Well, I think we're going to beat the shit out of Chicago next round. Yep. Um, but I'm saying Chicago in seven. That, yeah, that's fair. I said St. Louis in six. I think Anaheim over Nashville. Do I want five or six games? Five or six games. Five games. So this was my feelings one, and I said Nashville in seven solely because I hate Anaheim. In the actual one that I did for DVD, I said I said Anaheim in five. <laughs> But I said Nashville in seven on my bracket challenge. <laughs> I am, feelings-wise, picking the Sharks. I pick the Sharks on both. <laughs> I'm doing Sharks in seven. Yep. And then I'm picking the Sharks over the Ducks and Dallas over Chicago, obviously. Obviously. Um, ooh, East is going to be so much harder. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start with this one that I can actually relatively pick. I think Florida over the Islanders. Yep, me too. I think it will be six games. I did seven, but I feel you. I think it's going to be Pittsburgh over New York. I do too. In five games. I put six, but yes. And it's going to be Washington over Philly. And I put four games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give them a five games. <laughs> I did. I had no belief in Philly. I'm happy that Sam Gagne is there, but I have no, no, <laughs> no illusions that anything's going to happen. Detroit and Tampa. Is there a least... Is there a less heralded matchup this year? No. Like, I flipped a coin on it. Literally flipped a coin on this one. I'm going to do Tampa. I did Detroit. I And when I was thinking about it, when I was actually, like, starting to write out my justifications on defending Big D, I started thinking about the fact that, like, it's probably just going to come down to goaltending. And then I was like, why did you pick Detroit then? Because Ben Bishop's a much better goaltender. But I, D Tampa Bay has lost so much. So much. But they're just now getting back, like... Tyler Johnson's coming back on. Who is, is he, though? Palat's coming back on. Because uh, like, I've heard that Tyler Johnson's out for longer. I didn't think he was out again. He's out. Oh, well, then screw it. Well, but I still think Tampa Bay's going to win it. Okay, that's fine. Still, but yeah, no. But I am taking seven games. Because I uh, think it's going to be back and forth and back yeah, and forth. Yeah, that's what I picked seven. I, I picked Detroit in seven, but it would, like I said, it was literally just flipping a coin. Uh, and then Florida, because they don't. Yeah, Tampa, I picked Florida, too. I, I live in a world where I thought never would have thought Florida. Oh my God, I've got three non-traditional markets. You do. That's true. I love this world. Yep. Make it happen. Make it happen, world. Um, Washington and Pittsburgh. Well, I said I'd go with the Stars Caps final, so bam. yep, you did. And definitely, it would definitely be Washington or Pittsburgh over Florida. Yes. So I don't feel bad with that. Mm -mm. Dallas. And then to save it, you have to guess the number of goals scored in the final series. I know, but I have to pick a winner. Oh. Oh, come on! No, I know! Fine. Come on! I'm doing it! I'm doing it. I did it! Alright. Final goals scored in the final series. Well, I think it's going to go to seven. I didn't ask you that. I know, but to figure out how many total goals scored there are, you need to know how many games you think you're going to have. Because yes. then you need to know True. how many goals total Dude, I get it. you think you're going to score in the next game. I understand. I get it. Usually it's five, but it's the two best offenses in the league, so it's probably going to be closer to seven, so I'm going... 49. I can't go 49. That's too many goals. 45. Save bracket. Oh my god, I can't believe I just picked the stars to win the Stanley Cup. I picked them to win the Stanley Cup last time. <laughs> yeah, no, I would not that have done my, that. No. That was my feelings bracket, though. And I wrote feelings all over it, so <laughs> I called it my feelings bracket. I can't believe I just picked the goddamn stars to win the Stanley Cup. Why? And it's not even, un like, unlikely. I don't think it's unlikely either. I don't either. That's a, that's a weird feeling, though. Yeah. Well, I knew, I knew two years ago when I was picking the stars to win the Stanley Cup that it was incredibly unlikely. But 
I did it anyway, just because... You, you pick your home team. I pick my home team. But this time, I, I picked the Stars, and I was like, no, they can win this series. No, they can win that series. Fuck, they can win that series, too! <laughs> like, I didn't like... I'm having a moment right now! I'm like, I know, I had this moment yesterday. <laughs> when I made my bracket, I know. I'm about to cry again. <laughs> It's a very feelings podcast. It's a very feelings podcast. <laughs> Carolyn and Marin in the very feelings podcast. <laughs> it's like a special. Oh my god. End of season special. Uh, and a regular season special. Yeah, we're having, we're going to do the musical, but it's going to be after we win the Stanley Cup. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was unintentional. That was amazing. <laughs> Uh, did you save your bracket? Oh, I was going to put my email address in later. Oh, it's not an email. You have just have to name it. Oh, okay. Carolyn's feelings bracket. Carolyn has a lot. Oh, it's not. If you make it too long, it won't. I know, but I don't know how many. Oh, uh, that's already too many. Feelings. Really? Yeah. You sure? Yep. Damn it. Well, that should be fine. There we go. Saved. All right, there you go. Um, so there is one more thing we officially have to do, and that's to invite everyone to join us on the Stars Bandwagon. Bandwagon! But it's really not a bandwagon. It's more like... A fan wagon. It's the Stars Bandwagon of friendship <laughs> and big goods. Sure. I'm going to make cake bars. Yes! <laughs> you should definitely join the bandwagon. Those cake bars are great. <laughs> and so easy. And so are the stars. <laughs> <laughs> so is Tyler Sagan. I guess, yeah. We can name a star in particular. <laughs> yeah, we can. Um, but this is directly related to Down Goes, Brown, Down Goes Brown's bandwagon piece where he invited... Anybody who did not have a team in the playoffs to like... So mostly the Canadians. Mostly Canadians and the Bruins. <laughs> to like another team. And I feel like, Bruins fans, y'all already got Sagan on this team. You can like them. That's it's okay fine. to admit when you've gone wrong. It's true. Um, You can also... I mean, there is former Bruin Phil Kessel on the... Penguins, but then you'd have to like another team in the East, and why not just take all your feelings west, son? That's what most people to the did. Dallas Stars. That's why this great nation expanded. It's true. Um, and they had too many feelings for all those crowded cities, so they needed big, wide open spaces. Like wide we open spaces. This is not the musical podcast. No, but it's the Dixie Chicks. Um. So anyway. The, uh, but down goes Brown, because he is infinitely wise, chose the stars as the number one, um, team to bandwagon, or fan wagon, um, for several reasons, and mm -hmm. that is that the stars are really fun. The biggest one was that the stars are fun, and that teams that win the, the Stanley Cup tend to get emulated, and wouldn't it be great if more teams were fun, like the Dallas Stars. And yes, it's true. It would be I, great. Yeah, no, there's a distinct lack of... Fun? Fun in the NHL. It's true. These days. And it's all about defense first and blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. Give me goals. 14 or best? 14 or best. do not have a 14-goal game in the playoffs, though, please. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in the final, I bet. Well, we're going to win it, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That was a good one. That was. It's like we practiced or something. <laughs> Every other podcast. <laughs> we're done 33 of these, so. <laughs> we should be good at this by now. <laughs> All right. I think it is time for, for reader questions. Reader questions. Uh, I will read first. Okay. Um, because I feel like you might have some really good answers to this. Cool. So Anonymous asked... So I got into hockey a few years ago and fell hard for the Blackhawks. Then my interest took an abrupt downward spiral after I heard about the Patrick Kane thing, although I still sort of vaguely followed the what the Hawks were doing. Now there's another situation with Garrett Ross, and I need a new team, and I, since I've listened to you from nearly the beginning, do you have any stories to help me fall in love with the stars? Also, I'm from Australia. Hello. Hello! 
Well, I mean, what kind of stories do you want about How the many more stars? stories do you need if you've listened to us from nearly the beginning? Um, there's, I mean, the stars are great. The stars are great. Follow so- the stars because, okay, so the Dallas stars are all about friendship. They really are. Like, the thing that I love about the Dallas stars is that, and I mean, like, I don't want to be too cliche about this answer, but, like, Jamie Benn won the Art Ross last year. And instead of being excited that he got that individual achievement, he was, like, apologizing to fans because he didn't get them into the playoffs. And, like, that he's so team-oriented, and he's so, like, I want everyone to do as well as I'm doing. And, like, it just kind of drives me crazy with how awesome he is. And honestly, like, just, like, how much they love playing together, too, like... Or, and, like, how much they love the fans and how willing they are to do, like, extra things. Like, all those, like, ask Twitter things. Like, Roussel's was adorable. Oh, and, and Jason, Jason Demers staying on Twitter after his was over to continue answering fans' questions? He just, they just want to, like, they love us as much as we love them. And yeah. it's, it's a really special feeling to know that. Um, and, like, just how much, you know, how they treat each other and... I don't know. It, they're just a great team to follow. And they, I mean, I have heard, literally, I mean, I've met several people now, and, and you know, kind of like name dropping here, but I've met several people in the industry now who've been in hockey for 20 plus years. In fact, in Vancouver, I was just speaking to a guy who'd been a scout, and he runs one of the radio shows out there, and he's on X, Sirius XM. And... I was like, oh, well, I'm a Stars fan. And before I had even talked about me being, like, a huge Jim Nill fan, he goes, Jim Nill is the nicest man I've ever met. Yeah. And it, it's... it's I hear that a lot, too. And Jim Nill has brought in that culture to the Stars. And, like, he is basically... He basically set himself up as Tyler Sagan's stepdad. Mm-hmm. And Sagan has said this. He's basically, like, a stepdad to yep. me. And he, you know, he wants the team to feel like a family. He wants everybody to know they're important. And he's just really, honestly, by all reports, one of the nicest people you will ever meet in your entire life. Thank you, fucking Detroit, is all I have to say for letting that go. Yep. I mean, individual stories, they're, I can think of, I can think of stories about each and every one of them. Like, they're just, everything I've heard about them is that I've never heard a disappointing story about any of the stars. Yeah. Except, I mean, Tyler Sagan, yes, but that was before he got here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, but I've never I've never heard something about the stars where I'm like, but why did you do that? I mean, they've had some Twitter missteps, obviously. Obviously. Jam. Jam. What a dork. But, like, yeah. No. Nope. Just- I've never, I've never actually heard a story about a specific star and thought that person is a really shitty person. I know. Never. And, you know, like I said, it's all about, and I've said this on podcasts before. Even Toboggan Moen is Even universally liked by his teammates. Yep. And, uh, he sits with Demers on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The little chatterbox. So he's probably got a really high tolerance for <laughs> annoying people. Um. Yep. It's just surprising that he's the enforcer. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, obviously, I don't know. It's all about what you, what you, you can't treat them as, you can't treat them as, like, paragons of paragons virtue. of virtue. Don't ever treat anybody like a paragon of virtue, because they will disappoint There's you. no such thing as an unproblematic fave. There's none. But the way the org is run, the people who run the org, they want it to be as good as possible. Uh, in in that specific in the the in a specific sense of of uh, not nece- not morality that's not the word I'm looking for but just demeanor yes just demeanor and and I I find I find that really refreshing um but yeah you should if you like if you like our podcast you should like the stars anyway just yeah because they're silly like we are they are they're silly like we are they're beautiful they're great I love them yes Jen asks. Are there any recommended playoff snacks? Queso. Oh, all the queso. Green chili queso. Oh, green chili queso would be delish. 
Possibly with a little bit of guacamole on top. Yeah. Then you're getting your Kate cheese and your green for yeah. stars. Yeah. Victory green. I made actually a really good green chili queso for the Super Bowl. Um, How come you didn't make me green chili queso? You weren't here for the Super Bowl. How come you've never made me green chili queso? Well, maybe we can eat some queso for the playoffs. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'll bring cake bars. You bring queso. We're gonna have a party. It's gonna be lit. I have a box of funfetti cake at my house waiting for the playoffs. Yes. Uh, other playoff snacks. Really, anything that you don't mind getting all over yourself when you scream about anything that's happening. Like, because what's gonna happen is it's gonna be really exciting, and then you're gonna go no and grab your face. So, like, don't maybe eat anything where you get, like, jalapeno on your face. Yeah, I also don't recommend wings because of the sauce. Yeah, and that'll get maybe really close to the eyes, and you don't want that to happen when you grab your face. Because either you're going to grab your face because they scored a goal. Or you're going to grab your face in frustration. Yeah, and you just don't want any of that all over your face or close to the eyes. Right. Like, you don't want anything close to the eyes that, that would burn really bad. True. That's my recommendation. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. New question. Reba asks about Giftgate. <laughs> That's because the tweet I sent out was like, don't ask us about Giftgate. <laughs> also, how excited is Marin that Jordy scored two goals, which one of which is a game winner? And do you have any playoff superstitions? Okay. First of all, I am so excited that Jordy Ben scored two goals, one of which was a game winner. That was literally the most amazing, and I was very, very happy, because all I want in this world is for that man to do well and for people to shut up about hating him. (laughs) I know, right? Like, that is all I want in this whole entire world, is for that to happen. Like, he makes me happy that he exists. Yes. Um, As far as playoff superstitions, I have a thing about shirts. If they lose while I'm wearing a a certain shirt, that shirt is dead to me for the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. Like potentially the rest of the playoffs. So, um, I, you know, in the beginning of the season, I had that whole thing with the two rooted lady shirts where they mm-hmm. hadn't, they hadn't lost while I was wearing one. And then that like January killed that, but January I, killed a lot, of but I've, I wore it again since then and they've won again. So I'm thinking it might be safe to wear it again. It might be a good place to start. Might be a good place to start. So I'm probably gonna, probably gonna, I mean, it's always, it's always about shirts for me. Like it's always about what I'm wearing. I don't, I wouldn't say I have any superstitions specifically. I, I really, really hate trying to pick winners because I feel like the opposite thing will happen. Well, and that's why I refuse to, to pick for the, the for like between the Minnesota and the stars for mm-hmm. DBD. I was like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be responsible for this. <laughs> I am not going to feel any responsibility for this at all. Because the thing, and the thing is, even, even saying, I think that we should have, be, face blah, blah, blah in the second round, because that'll be an easy win for us. Yeah. Because then it turns out, like, they're the ones that, like, fucking turn on in the right moment and, like, kick you out of the playoffs. And then you're looking back at what you said before, like, well, shit, I said I wanted so-and-so, and and that was a terrible thing. Like, this is all my fault. Being a sports fan is like being a super religious person. And it's like, you always think God is listening. (laughs) That's so true. Anything you say or do can be held in contempt. And they will punish you for it. And the thing is, people do, though. I mean, think about the dangle jinx. Yeah. Like, that's a legit thing that people come at him for. Yeah. And he makes fun of, because, you know... It's not... Yeah. But, like, it's... um, People will come back at you and be like, well, how do you feel about that pick now? Well, at the time, it seemed like a good pick, you fucker. Like, shut up. (laughs) Felt great about it then. I felt really great about it then. Obviously, I'm looking back with some regret, but... (laughs) How was I to know how it would turn out? Right. What am I... Freaking God? Yeah. Nostradamus? Yeah. Any of those? Anyway... Those are my superstitions. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I know. Uh, your question. Uh, J- a different Jen asks, how great was Dave Lozo's ongoing convo with the twe- teens? So if you <laughs> haven't seen this, Dave Lozo used to work for the NHL, used to be one of those guys writing the punny headlines on NHL.com, and... 
he is a take him or leave him kind of person now. He and Wyshynski are great buddies, and so, like, if you have problems with Wyshynski, you probably have problems with Dave Lozo. Yep. But he's every, ever, every so often a really fun follow just because he, like, the weirdest shit happens to this guy. Yeah. And he has no problems telling you about the weird shit that happens to him. Yeah. So just, just within the, like, over the, over the weekend, he was added to this converse, uh, this DM conversation on Twitter. Like a group chat. With 30 people. Like, 90% of whom were teenagers. But it was, like, it also contained, what's his name? Edward, what's his name? Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden was in it. And, like, one of, one of the GMs of a football team. Like, all these different things, like, that these teens had invited him to. And so he just logs on, and he decides he's going to have some fun with it. And says a couple of things at first, and then kind of, like, goes out. And then... He starts talking about it on Twitter. So then people are asking questions for the teens. So then he goes back and he's like interviewing these teens about what they like and what teen culture is like. And they thought it was great. They're like, do you have more questions? Like one of the great, one of the funny ones was then he asked like, are you more about T-Swift or Demi Lovato? And both of like to a person, all of them were like, we hate both of them. Dicks. I know. Well, apparently they're out of touch now. I know. Yeah. I'm out of touch. We all know okay. <laughs> But I love both of them. I'm 35 years old. I am so out of touch with what teenagers like these so days. So I thought this was fucking hilarious because it, like the, one of the very ends of it was like, that's so lit or whatever. And I was trying to explain, I was trying to explain the millennial chart that like, that goes around on Twitter, the stats, the hockey stats yeah. millennial chart. And... I was explaining this to my girlfriend, and I wasn't, like, explaining the, the hockey stats part, but I was like, he, there's this great chart, and it's got all those millennial things on it, like, which teams are lit, and which teams are on fleek, and she, my friend goes, what does lit mean? And I go, I honestly have no idea! I can't <laughs> tell you, I just know it's a thing! And so she was texting her friend! <laughs> she was like, let me pull the audience! <laughs> no, she was like, wait, let's put it on Snapchat! <laughs> And I was like, I don't know how to use Snapchat. And she goes, neither do I. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, I'm 35, but I know how to use Snapchat. Well, I mean, we could, she, we could use it, but we don't know the pull. Like, it's like one of those things. It's like, I don't know. It's like text, but stupid. I don't know. <laughs> it's like text, but you can't it's actually like, do anything useful with it because all the information disappears. It's <laughs> useful, sort of. It's not useful. Nah. But my friend and I do have a 146-day snap streak going. See, and that was my favorite part of the the, the Dave Lozo versus <laughs> Snapchat. Team. Yeah. He was like, what is Snapchat? And I, like, I feel you. It was really funny. We'll, I, we'll link that. You guys should read it. It's it was, hilarious. It's so, so funny. He read the whole thing up in a little article about, about his day to, days talking to teens. <laughs> and at some point, Edward Snowden actually joined the conversation. Yes. And then bowed out after saying a few things, just saying, you know, like, I actually am wanted by the FBI. Uh, so this this whole conversation could be subpoenaed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they didn't bother him after that. But I didn't actually know who Edward Snowden was. Oh, I knew who Edward I Snowden was. I had to look was. him up. But I found out he's living in Russia. Yeah, it's because there's no extradition there. Yes. But he had to be on a, a sanctuary visa to stay there. Yeah, I believe because he was there, you can be there for only a little while. Yeah. Like most places. Yeah, well, but yeah, but Russia in particular, you have to have a visa to enter mm. from the States. Like, I, I visited there and know that for sure. Uh, Unlike Jan Mark earlier. <laughs> <laughs> which I was totally wrong about. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll read the next question. Uh, or no, did I just read the Loza question? I read the Loza okay. question. I answered it too, sorry about that. <laughs> Fine. I, I was too busy laughing, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so, Shelby asks, how amazing was Subin's comment to the media about the rift and bonus hugging between he and Pacioretty? What's on your, your take on Rob Rossi seemingly calling out Flurry for possibly coming back too soon? Did you see that article from Rob Rossi? I tend not to read anything that Rob Rossi writes. Okay, because the article was weird. It yeah, was let's like, start with the weird thing first, and then it we can was talk about the happy almost thing. stalker levels of weird. Like, he, like, starts it out with, like, are you sure you're okay? And, like, think about your daughters. Think about your wife. Are you sure you're ready to come back? Like, this whole thing, like, directed to Flurry, and it was just kind of, like, making me uncomfortable to read. 
Like, oh. like, are you wearing his skin right now? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is just weird. That's one of those things where it's like, if, oh, God. Like, they would get the police called on you if you, like, wrote it and, like, left it in his mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's cool if somebody who, like, follows the penguins wants to talk about whether or not Flurry's coming back too early. But, like, write it like you're writing a goddamn piece of journalism. Like, not yeah. like a teenage girl's journal, which is what this read like. It was weird. And no offense meant to teenage girls. I just meant they have a lot of feelings. Yeah. And Rob Rossi clearly does, too. <laughs> it's really where I was going with that. The difference is that teenage girls are taught to, like, handle their feelings. And well, older male sports writers are not. That's very true. So then they, like, come out and... Weird, weird and inappropriate manners. Mm-hmm. It's, it was really strange. It oh, was really strange. I'm, I'm really glad I did not read that. Out. I just skimmed it because everybody was talking about it, and I was like, I just I need to know what everyone's talking about, and it was weird. I mean, as far as Flurry coming back too soon, I, I, I'm of two minds of it, right? Like, obviously, so first and foremost, I think of all the organizations, I think the Pens are going to be one of the, probably the most careful I think organizations so about concussion yeah. protocols and things like that. With Sidney Crosby's history, I agree. Right. They have clearly had a lot of history with it. They and he this is a, this was actually a second concussion this year. Um and but at the same time you kind of especially with brain trauma, like there's no like broken bone. Like you can't literally watch it heal. Right. So you have to kind of at least trust a little bit that he's feeling fine. Right. And so I kind of, you know, you just kind of have to trust that Flurry's fine, that the Pens know what they're doing. They've been one of the organizations who's been more proactive about making sure their, you know, people go off to the little quiet room and get evaluated. And they've been very clearly, you know, okay with like, well, don't play, <laughs> you know? Right. So. Unlike some other organizations. Unlike some other organizations. <clears throat> right. Abs. <clears throat> and so, you know, I don't, I, I, if he says he's not coming back too soon, I just kind of have trust that he's not coming back too soon. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I am too. Now, as far as P.K. Subban. <laughs> <laughs> so the Habs had their locker clean out the other day. They did. And uh, I don't. Okay. So. I didn't follow closely, partially because I was not in town and on, on Wi-Fi the whole time. But also, I don't care. I didn't follow closely either. And I was on Wi-Fi the whole time. And I somehow a rumor got started that he and Max were on the outs. And... There was a big rift in the locker room. There was a big rift in the locker room. Mm. And it probably centered around Ooh, like the me. King Clancy thing because Pacioretty got... Oh, yeah. Nominated by the players, because that's how he gets nominated as a vote, by the players. Spence is our King Clancy nomination! I know, what a I cutie. Love it. Uh, and so Pacioretty got voted for the King Clancy, not Subban, who donated the $10 million to the Children's Hospital and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm assuming this is where this rumor comes from. Right. And it was kind of hilarious, because Subban was like, I don't know what you're talking about we're fine like what and his exact quote was what do i have to do make out with him to prove that we're not on the outs which is great because what he actually did is go up and give him a hug during a scrum and it was just adorable it was so cute yes so i didn't realize that patches was so much taller than superman <laughs> yeah no he's i mean superman's a big guy but he's more like a broad guy yeah than a tall guy but yeah, no, it was so cute. It was so cute. He's a great, great human. and They're both great humans. They're, yeah, so we're happy that they have great humans. Yep. And yay. <laughs> yay. All right, I'll ask the next one. Chuck asks, the stars as the Pokemon they'd pick and are the playoffs going to legit kill us? I've already explained to Chuck that neither one of us know Pokemon. Uh, heading back to our comments about what lit means. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, 
we were talking about this before the podcast. I'm too old for Pokemon. Yeah, I didn't. I'm too, I, like, it was, I was already in college when that started. I was in thing. late high school. And um, neither one of my younger siblings were dorky enough to get into Pokemon. See, my little sister was totes into Pokemon. Like, that was her, like, life growing no, up. my siblings but, like, were not. I was never into Pokemon. And I, like, I don't, like, I know there's a card game, but I don't really understand, like, how it's played. Like, I know nothing about there's, it. There's a card game. There's also, like, computer games, video games. There's, like, TV shows. There's a shit ton of, like, Pokemon stuff out there. But, like, the only one I can name... Well, okay, I listened to the the Steve Dangle podcast, and I still remember the name Squirtle for some reason. Yep, that's a big one. But Pikachu is the only other one I know, and I could not pick him out of a lineup. I know a couple of them, because my little sister was so so into him. Uh, There's one called Meowth, and that's probably Roussel, because he's a cat person. Um... Pikachu... Pikachu would probably be Jamie... Because he's, like, the most well-known one. Do you think Jamie is more well-known than Tyler Sagan? Yes. Well, he's more like, you know, he's the captain. He's the leader of the Pokemons. Okay. In well, the I TV show. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm making this up as <laughs> okay. I go. Okay, I was like, is Pikachu a leader? I had no idea. <laughs> I'm. This is based on what cartoon I have seen. Um, which I saw with my little sister when she was, like, you know, seven. Uh... And then there uh, is... Is Squirtle a turtle? He is. Okay, well then Foxa. Why is Foxa a turtle? He has a pet turtle. <gasps> did you not see this? I did not see that he had a pet turtle. Foxa has a pet turtle. It lives in... I mean, it lives back home in the Czech Republic, but he has a he has a pet turtle. Oh my god. Okay, well, so then Foxa gets to be Squirtle. Um, And then there's... um, There's a grass one? A grass type Pokemon? Wait, like grass? Like grows in the ground grass? Bulbasaur. His name is Bulbasaur. Um Actually that's probably Jamie, I'm not gonna lie. Cause he's like this green thing and he's got it's kind of chubby. <laughs> that's Jamie. <laughs> that's Jamie. Which means Tyler is Pikachu. Okay. Tyler's Pikachu and Jamie's Bulbasaur. Cool. Done. Um and second question part of her question. Uh, I mean... Which I don't even know. Did you ask the second part of your question? I did. Okay. Well, let's remind people. It is, are the playoffs going to legit kill us? Yes. Yes. I mean, I... I don't want to beat around the bush. Yeah. When I was talking about the face grabbing earlier, I meant it. Because the playoffs are literally the most tense time of your entire life. Well, and last year... Like, you could be giving birth and it would still not be as intense as the playoffs. Last year and the year before, when I was rooting for the Hawks, I was very, like, about the playoffs. And that is a state of being. And they weren't even my favorite team. They were the team that I rooted for in the playoffs because my team didn't make the playoffs. Yep. So, now that they, my team is in the playoffs and they have a legit chance in the playoffs, like, I'm literally going to have a heart attack and die. Yep, probably. That, that is, I've accepted this. <sighs> yeah. My will is already done. Like... It's oh, God, I've bought property now. <laughs> I have to tell my parents what to do with that bullshit. Yeah, you should have thought about that. You're closing the day before the playoffs start. I'm closing tomorrow. The playoffs start tomorrow. Yeah, but the Stars don't play Thursday. Thursday. I'm closing Thursday. <gasps> I am closing Thursday at 4. I keep forgetting what day of the week it is because I took my yesterday off because I was sick. I am closing on Thursday. Oh my god. I go in and sign my paperwork at 4 p.m. I bought a condo. We're very excited for her. We are excited for me. I will be able to watch games again. Yay! In the comfort of my own home and not always have to steal Carolyn's cable. I mean, she's watching them anyway, but... Yeah, and you're always welcome, but... At some point, I will probably come over to your house to watch them. Yes, you are welcome. You can hang out with my cats and eat my fun funfetti brownies. Fun funfetti brownies. Best playoff snack. Yes. Uh, last it, question. It is your turn. It is my turn. Uh, Bria asks, since we have so many rookies, how do you think we will fare with playoff beards? It could get embarrassing. Listen, 
the most embarrassing one is not going to even be a rookie. <laughs> it is going to be Jamie fucking Ben. Yeah. Because the person in that in that entire family who got all of the, the hair follicle genes is Jordy. Yep. And he wears them proudly. And he wears them proudly. I think we've all seen what Jamie looks like when he tries to grow a beard. Or at least doesn't shave for a little while. And it is shameful. Yeah. It is absolutely shameful and that said Stephen John's rookie grows a very nice beard but grows a great beard grows a very nice beard I feel yeah. like I feel like Foxa could do us good probably I I, I, I foresee that going very well Jan Mark not gonna not gonna no Jan Mark's probably gonna we be we need to pray for Jan Mark I mean maybe he won't even be back for the playoffs he'll be back for the playoffs he's gonna grow a beard regardless true he's a team player he is a team player they're all team players he's gonna I would wonder I want to know what Spetzel looks like with a playoff beard. Right. He's been in the playoffs before. I, just I don't know, but like, I don't wear the beard. I didn't right? really look. Maybe it wasn't so much. A maybe, thing. maybe like, but maybe no, Eves this... could donate some of his. Right. Like he's gonna. Did you see the Dallas Cowboy that posted that picture of himself in a yarn beard? No. I'll. We, we can share that too. But he he posted a picture. I, I retweeted it. Hang on. I will find it. It's oh. hilarious. He po- he posted this picture. He was like, "Good luck, stars in the playoffs." Blah blah blah. Here's a beard. We should make some green yard beards. <gasps> ah, that's great. Good job, Darren McFadden. Yep, yep. Good luck, Dallas Stars. Got my playoff beard from Beardhead. Like it. If you can't grow one, get one. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't want to wear that hat, but. Because it's attached to the hat. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's why he's wearing a hat, too. Well, we're excited, clearly. Uh, we don't want to die. We hope you don't die. We know I'll att- we'll attend each other's funerals. It's all good. It's yeah. Our, that's our promise to you guys. Yeah. I think that's I'll all- say really nice things about you. Yeah. You die. We'll, we'll toast. To our impending death! Another good one. And that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for listening. I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I am Mary. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. You can find our official Twitter at Beardiest Ladies. And you can email us if you have any longer questions, comments, or concerns at BeardiestLadies at gmail.com. You can also find our Tumblr at TwoBeardedLadies.tumblr.com and our official blog at TwoBeardedLadies.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye!